Oh, sorry. I was just checking the baseball score while reading a report on a big new initiative. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about managing multiple projects as well as the devastating role of multitasking and how to overcome it. All that and more coming up in a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 43. If you're new or returning, welcome. Just to set the stage a little bit, my name is Bob Graham, and with me, as always, is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. We're educators and researchers focusing our attention on soft skills and how they fit into the workplace and people's careers. We've seen their value in our own careers and those around us. We write books, conduct academic research, and are working through vehicles like this podcast to help people like you better understand soft skills. This week, we're going to dig into managing multiple projects. Toby, you and I both know how critical it is to effectively manage multiple projects. Our days, as like most people probably listening, are consumed with a variety of tasks and initiatives. Gone are the days for most people when they can just sit or stand and do the same thing over and over and over. People often talk about how they are great multitaskers, but in fact, it's impossible. Toby, did you know that uh, Psychology Today pointed out in a great piece from 2014 called The Myth of Multitasking that you just can't multitask, as they put it, Much recent neuroscience research tells us that the brain doesn't really do tasks simultaneously as we thought or hoped it might. In fact, we just switch tasks quickly. Each time we move from hearing music to writing a text or talking to someone, there's a stop-start process that goes on in the brain. Psychology Today continues by saying that stop-start-stop process or start-stop-start process is rough on us. Rather than saving time, it costs time, even very small microseconds. It's less efficient, we make more mistakes, and over time, it can be energy sapping. How's that sound for you, Toby? It really makes you want to multitask, doesn't it? It does. This one is such a challenge when we talk about uh, the need for organizations to hire people that are able to multi- to manage multiple projects. And I was talking with a a prospective employee the other day in an interview situation, and we actually brought this up, and they immediately went to, oh, well, I'm a multitasker. And I just cringe because I know, you know, that this person meant well, and they meant I can handle multiple things, and they may even believe that they multitask, but Um, What we're really talking about is the realization that we're going to be responsible for many different activities that may be related to very different projects, and we have to keep all of those different tasks moving forward to ensure that all the projects get completed. So um, managing multiple projects isn't necessarily the same as, in fact, it's not at all the same as multitasking as people think of it. And, I, and uh, boy, you, you hit it when you started the talk today and you, uh, you, you, we interrupted you to get you started. You said, oh, I was just checking the, the, the scores. And sure enough, I, I catch students in my class and they'll, they'll have quickly grabbed their phone to text something and I'll call on them. And, and they go, oh, I missed that. And it's like, yeah, you did. You thought you were multitasking. You thought you could really be listening to me and answering your text, and you really are just switching back and forth, and you're really not able to do those simultaneously. 
it, it's really difficult not to try to do things simultaneously, though, Toby. And I'm guilty of this. I uh, even watching TV, I'll be watching TV and doing something on my computer or reading Facebook or doing something and TV's on and we'll have recorded the show and something big will happen. I'll say to my wife, what did I just miss? She's like, rewind it and see. And she'll get frustrated because she doesn't like me rewinding it because, of course, now she's got to watch that part a second time. And it's my my inability to manage effectively. And I, But I continue to do it, even though I know better, even though I read this quote from Psychology Today when it came out, and I pulled it up the other day in preparation for this episode. But I continue to do it because I think we're wired now to believe that it's possible to do two, and I hate to say probably three things at the same time, because as I was driving to work this morning, I saw a person smoking a cigarette, drinking a cup of coffee, driving their car and talking on their cell phone all at the same time. I know. And I, and you just want to be them, don't you? Just, just want to, want to be able to handle all that. Yeah. You know, um, it, it really is a challenge. I, I do think because of the technology, we, we think we are multitasking, but I think we are in many ways more efficient. Uh, we more effectively use our time than in the past. I, I'm just thinking of, you know, I, I don't know what goes on with doctors and dentist offices, but, you know, it's been, you know, hundreds of years of having doctors and you still have a 930 appointment and you get there at 20 after nine and they don't see you till 10 or 1030. So instead of just sitting there uh, idly waiting for them to get around to uh, to your appointment, um, I take my iPad along. I check my email. I follow up on messages and I'm able to be productive in a time that otherwise would have been very unproductive, which I think is a really great thing that technology has allowed us to do. But I know that we unfortunately then translate that into, oh, I'm multitasking. I can sit here and text and talk to you and and catch up on the news and all that. And, and the reality is I really need to do one and then do the other and then back and forth. So, Bob, we are hearing from employers that they're looking for people that can manage multiple projects, multiple priorities simultaneously. And Bob, I know you do that a lot in your work, um, juggling a lot of even different, uh, completely different activities that you manage. Uh, how, how do we successfully do that today? If you know what the next step is with projects, it's easy to manage them. So I spend a fair amount of time each morning or the night before sort of strategizing and saying, what's the next thing I need to do for this project to make it advance? Or what's this thing I need someone else to do? And by knowing those things, I can better manage what those next steps are. And if those things aren't happening, if that next step isn't happening, I can follow up with an email or a phone call and try to bring some clarity to that. And I'm not looking at the big picture. And I think that's one of the things that people often fall into the trap of is looking at the big picture. Oh, I have to have a report done by next Friday. Okay, you can say that's that's your task and that's what you have to do. And it is a task and something you have to do. But getting a report done by next Friday involves a lot of important steps that you have to sort of at some point explore and put on a list. One would be doing research. Two would be uh, maybe gathering other people's opinions. Three would be uh, starting to write the introduction or maybe outlining it or putting bullet points or going to a whiteboard with your ideas and then narrowing it down and then writing the introduction. 
writing the middle of it, uh, maybe getting feedback from the uh, from someone on the introduction and the middle, and then going back and writing the conclusion, and then revising it, and then editing that, and then getting more feedback, and then finally getting the final version of it, printing that out, and doing what I would call a sanity check. All of those steps would be parts of managing that project for me, and all of those would go on my list with the appropriate amount of time necessary to complete them. And so if I have six or seven projects running at a time, my list of activities for the day might be 23 things. Six might be for one project, three might be for another, and 10 might be for a third project. And that's one way I find that I can sort of manage it. It's sort of that old saying, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. Yeah, and I, I think that's a real key to this is is realizing that there are multiple steps, but not being not forcing ourselves into doing those in a linear fashion where I complete this one and this one. No, I'm going to have to complete this one, hand it off, and move to the other project and work on two tasks there, and then set those aside and move back to project C and then project D. And so um, we call it uh, switching when we used to talk about operating systems, where the operating system would run part of a of a computer program, part of a job, and then it would set that one aside and run part of another one, and then it would switch them in and out. And I think you'd hit on this with our uh, with the uh, quote from recent article we were talking about from um, Psychology Today, where that switching in and out is good, and, and we need to be able to do that. But at the same time, there's an inefficiency of switching in and out too quickly. And uh, an old mentor of mine uh, always said, you really needed to plan your day in blocks of time so that whatever's appropriate for what you're going to work on, you have 45 minutes for that. Or maybe this is a two-hour block. So you can really get into it, get all the information out onto it, in front of you onto your screens and you can work through it and actually make progress before you have just to set it aside and move to something else. If not, and you switch out, and then when you go to switch back up again, you got to open all those files again and start all over and reorient yourself. And so that's, I think, where that inefficiency comes in. So uh, keeping that big picture in mind of all of these projects going on simultaneously is a, is a huge part of it, and then moving them in and out depending on who uh, uh, your priorities. And I think, Toby, the idea of reorienting yourself is really key to this. It takes time to reorient. If I'm writing something and I'm in that zone where I'm writing and someone interrupts me, that it could take me 10, 15 minutes. I may never get back into that place where I was before. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Did you know Serious Soft Skills does training and workshops for teams of all sizes? We offer two-hour, four-hour, day-long, and online training sessions customized to your team and its needs. Are you a manager or leader struggling to make your team more productive or innovative? We can help. We help teams find their strengths and develop a system for encouraging each member to be more effective through engaging and creative activities. Give us a call at 937-SKILLS-5, that's 937-SKILLS-5, to talk about how we can help position your team to achieve more. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Well, Bob, before the break, we've been talking about this uh, soft skill number 15, can 
manage multiple projects. Um, and I think we've we've defined that a little bit more uh, succinctly to say it's not just projects, it's multiple initiatives. So I may be a customer service person who's taking uh, phone calls from key clients, but I'm also uh, creating a new report that's going to go to the boss next Friday. And I'm also on a committee uh, that's going to be hiring the new supervisor. And I'm also on, you know, and so that's kind of the way our, our workday looks is that there are multiple pressures, multiple expectations being put on us, and we aren't able to fall back and just say, well, hold it. I was hired to be a customer con- uh, customer service contact, so I was taking phone calls, so I didn't get those other things done. And that's, you know, we don't have the luxury of having uh, resources that are dedicated at that level these days in most organizations. And so we're each expected to manage to to keep multiple things moving forward. Sometimes we're the leader of them. Sometimes we're a key resource in it, and we're going to provide pieces. And those other initiatives or projects are not going to move forward unless we're completing our portion so the next person can do their thing. So um, it's really become an imperative for the business person of today, but it doesn't quite fit with what I think of initially when I think of soft skills, because I think of oral communication, written communication, listening skills, those type of things. This soft skill seems a little different than the others. It actually encompasses all those ones, Toby, that you just brought up, because to be able to manage projects is to be able to communicate what you need, to listen to what others need, to delegate and be delegated to effectively, to adapt to change. I think that's a really big one here. So this is sort of, in my way of thinking, an amalgamation of a lot of other soft skills that might be a little more easy to grab hold of. But in itself, it's an important soft skill because when you think of managing multiple projects, the management part is not the technical part. And we talk about technical skills or hard skills that they're the things that you do with machines and to get the work done. This is the people part, because if you are a poor manager of multiple projects, you are going to upset some people around you. We've, we've all done it intentionally or unintentionally, and we've all been the recipient of that frustration. So this is really one of those skills that you've got to get in control and really be ahead of, because when it goes bad, it can really cause trouble. And I've heard of people who have lost their jobs because they could not effectively manage multiple projects. They would just, you know, not, they they do three of the four, but the fourth one didn't get done and they didn't tell anyone. And the fourth one was one that the organization needed most. And as a result, the organization really suffered. I like that, uh, Bob. Uh, an amalgamation. I, we could, we, maybe we need a new set called the super soft skills. Um, but I do like that it's that we keep it as a separate soft skill because I've met people who are good listeners and good communicators and good at many of those um, supporting soft skills. But still didn't quite get that being able to manage multiple projects because you need to not only be good at those individual soft skills, you need to be able to bring them together in a way that allows you to 
keep a lot of things. We used to say, uh, keep spinning the plates at the circus. They, uh, you know, the clown would get out there with his sticks and he would spin a plate on top of each, uh, stick and he'd have to run around. Cause if this plate didn't keep rowing at the right speed, then it would crash to the floor. And so we, we often refer to it as plate spinning. Cause you got to know when to switch, when to run to that next plate and spin it to keep it going or it'll hit the floor. And so, uh, yeah, I can picture that sometimes as uh, I'm just spinning plates uh, all day long, but, uh, as long as, none of those plates hit the floor, I'm doing okay. And the other thing, Toby, is I think most of us have a feeling that this is kind of precarious, that the plates, a plate is going to hit the floor. And I think that's only natural. And I think that's just sort of, uh, I think it's just part of the process that uh, I would be afraid that if someone thought, hey, if you're really good at managing multiple projects, you're never concerned that something's going to drop. I think the reality is we're always concerned that something's going to drop, and often that's because we're interacting with other people. And I can't be certain that you're going to do what you're supposed to do. I can only control me. Now, over time, I develop a trust for you, and I go, wow, Toby always delivers. When he says 4 o'clock to be doing this, he's there at 4 o'clock every time. But if you don't have that rapport with someone, you might be questioning it, and it could potentially cause you to feel like, boy, I've lost control of one of these plates. No, I think that's great, and and you're right. It, it, that's where the relationships come into play, the trust, the confidence in your coworkers that, and the communication that when something does slip that, hey – He'll let me know if something's gone wrong, you know, and we'll recover together. We know that at time things that things will hit the floor. Um, deadlines won't be made, but uh, as a group, we can pull together. That's that teamwork side of it. That's that's all that trust, and and uh, it really makes the difference when things don't go as planned. Indeed. Well, Toby, that's probably uh, about as much time as we can take from people to focus on this task of listening to our podcast. Next week, we're going to dig into the idea of storytelling and its important role in finding a new job and how it's the perfect elixir for any soon-to-be college graduate who hasn't found a job yet. So if you're a soon-to-be college graduate and you're, you're worried about finding a job, you're going to definitely want to listen to episode 44. And if you're someone looking at jobs or any other way that you might be looking at the employment field, you're going to also want to listen. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day and good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.